Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. Your boys are back. The NFL is back. Well, sort of back. The NFL did some stuff, and we are excited to talk about it. And I am joined today, as always, by the Mel Kuyper to my Todd McShay. Jim, you hear rumblings about Justin Herbert. Todd will be screaming about that, but it's out there. I have to a rave ahead of Herbert. Who are you talking you may, to? You I, I to need to know about who you're talking to. True, I would think to him. I'm not screaming. I'm very calm. <laughs> But I need to know who you're talking to. I have no idea who in the world you would be talking to. It's well, not going to be the, Todd, the second quarterback taken. You can't ignore I, I, I the can't even imagine. Ethan Gelfan, what's happening? Man, I feel like I'm, I'm brushing off the dust. The rust is, you know, I got to get some WD-40 to get the creaks out or whatever it is. But it's good to be back, man. Back in the chair. Back to see your shining face. Uh, although, I guess Kuiper and McShay kind of hate each other. But that's cool. Or have they buried the hatchet or... What is it? Now? I don't know. There's going to be, I think there's always going to be tension there. It's sort of like Schefter and any, anybody else trying to break news. You're always kind of like, do you hate, do you hate each other? Do you like each other? Do you respect oh, each way, other? How, much, it's competition. Like, how far has Schefter fallen? I feel like everyone's just crapping on him now, which is kind of funny because at the same point, like I've always liked Adam Schefter, but like on the, on the other side, it's kind of, he's very big for his britches now. Cause like, I am the guy. But uh, obviously with the whole Brady retirement thing, he's kind of sweating. And then, of course, he unretires, which is even better. Um, right. And then what was that report with the uh, the emails? Um, what was it to the Washington football team at the time or was it to the Bears? Anyway, there's been some stuff coming up with him that has been kind of funny. And he's kind of been getting knocked down a few pegs. So it's kind of funny. Somebody's out to take him out. I, I just I can't take him seriously after I saw him try and run the 40 and then also try and do a Lambo leap, which was hilarious oh, you want to talk about like the most unathletic person you can imagine you would not see that coming from him because he's not like some 400 pound bowling ball out there but that dude has got zero athletic bones in his body and for someone whose life is about sports you just don't you don't expect that right well what was it also didn't rich eisen run the 40 in his complete rich suit eisen. and dress shoes yes <laughs> i think yes. he got it in like six ish seconds which i feel like is not bad that's in the Brady range. That's in Brady range. <laughs> the Brady range. <laughs> was he six seconds? I honestly can't remember that far back. Uh, I think he was. He could I not really have do. been. That's it. I'm looking it up right now. Tom Brady. Okay. It was at least back. like five six or five eight or something. It was. It was. It was five point two eight. Okay. Well, I don't believe that. Unofficial. Unofficial. <laughs> well, I don't believe that. It was unofficial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was Peyton? Was Peyton worse than that? Uh, let's try Peyton Manning. Peyton. 4.8? No way. Oh, wow. 4.8. Zero chance. Patrick Mahomes Zero and chance. Peyton Manning had the same 40 time? There is no chance that Peyton Manning ran in 4.8. No chance. I'm not buying that at I'm, all. 
He is like Tom Brady was at least kind of a runner in college, you know, like he did <laughs> run a decent amount of Michigan. He did. He actually like did for run his a life. Lot. It's not like they drew plays up for him to run. No, he ran. He ran some. I don't know if it was just scrambles. I mean, like he he actually did run some. Uh, Peyton Manning like literally can't run. I'm not sure his legs were manufactured to or, do that. I don't. I don't know. If you just want to put these in comparison or perspective, I guess. So Peyton Manning supposedly four point eight. Usain Bolt four point two two. Usain Bolt. I mean, but there are guys in the combine who are running the four twos. There's like one every year, just like a four two eight or four two nine or something like Chris Johnson or you know whoever. Lamar Jackson was a four point three four. Um, Kyler Murray was a four point three eight. And yeah. let's see, let's go to Michael Vick. He was fast. He was no, fast. You know what? Okay, let's do LeBron James just for comparison. Four point four. Interesting. Yeah. That's a big man too. He's, I think just things strides for him because I don't know that I'd say yeah. like he's like super super fast. NBA players are fast, but like no. they don't have to be as fast as NFL players. Like Tyree Kill probably had one thousand like little his legs just because they're so short. His little legs just going, man. Dude, when I was in ten, when I was in middle school and high school, I ran track and I ran the four hundred, which is a tough race, dude. The eight hundred is like Ooh. maybe the toughest race, but the four hundred, you've basically got to sprint the whole thing, and it's one lap around the track, which doesn't sound that like that much, but like when you're running as fast as you can, that you get gassed after running that. So I ran the four hundred, and I just remember uh, my parents were watching with like our high school principal or something, and he's like, "Oh, Kemper's out there. Those little legs are just going and going." Those and everybody legs. else who runs. Everybody else who runs that race is tall because they long strides, you know, and I'm just getting like smoked. Like I'm trying so damn hard and I'm like, I'm barely keeping up or I'm right behind them or whatever. I'm like, I just can't possibly keep up with these guys who are like, you know, six, two, six, three in high school. And I'm like five, eight. I'm over just like, just get a little legs just going. Hey, but anyway, good for you, man. Good for you. But anyway, good for me. So let's, we'll get off 40. 40 yard dash times. Um, so yes, the big draft happened, but uh, Kemp, it sounds like you had a more exciting weekend. I did have a pretty exciting weekend. Actually had a lot going on this weekend, um, but I will start with the most important thing. My yes. daughter scored five goals in her <laughs> soccer game. She was she almost lighting it up. Speaking trick. about, speaking about little legs, just going crazy out there. She's the tiniest one on the field and she's, <laughs> yes. but she's vicious and very aggressive, she which is, is great. And uh, man, she was tearing it up. I was actually out of town. I didn't get to witness firsthand other than I did get FaceTimed in to watch some of it. And yes. I also got some video footage uh, separate from the FaceTime. But it was hilarious. She was just like, she, she like waits and she lays in wait and she's like hanging out, hanging out. She's and stalking. She's like, I'm just going to let you guys, I'm going to let you guys figure out what you're doing over there. And then I'm just going to come in like a savage, take the ball, turn it up field. And break away and go. And that's what she did well, five if you, times. If you think about it, that's pretty smart because, you know, your daughter's five. And so uh, just like any kids that age playing soccer, it's the clump. It's everyone just goes to the ball and clumps around it. So that's smart, yep. though. If she's kind of hanging back from the clump. As soon as that ball skirts out, boom, she can jump on it and take it down the length of the field. She does. She does idea. do that. So it was great. It was great. But in addition to her soccer game and her five goal uh, bonanza that she had. Yeah. I was also out with my brother and my dad. We were celebrating my dad's 70th birthday and we had yes. this trip planned. We we're going to go down to see the sound studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where some like super iconic 
mega hits were uh, recorded. And there's like this whole int- really interesting story about the sound studios down there in the middle of nowhere for no reason, but they just kind of boomed. And all of a sudden you've got Aretha Franklin, Rolling Stones, Bob Seger, like all these huge, huge stars. That's recording name down dropping. There, which is crazy. So anyway, I know all of them. I'm good friends with them. Anyway, <laughs> so we saw those and then we went down to Birmingham to see an IndyCar race, a road race at Birmingham, which was super cool as well. That is sweet. And because um, my dad and my brother are really big into racing. I've recently gotten into that Drive to Survive Formula One Netflix series, which is amazing. Gotta check Real it out. Real quick side story. Seen. Real quick side story. Did you see the movie Ford versus Ferrari? I have not seen that yet. Heard it's fantastic. Very good. I know nothing about rate car racing, but it was very good. Good uh, Matt Damon, Christian. Matt Dale. Damon, Boston. Check it out, Boston. Yeah, Go of pie. course you saw it. You're contractually obligated to watch anything that Matt Any Damon stars in. Any Matt I have Damon to see movie. Seventy-five percent of his movies. <laughs> but anyway, we had uh, we had these great tickets and all access passes at the Indy race, and so we got to go down to the pits and go down and see all the garages before the race. And what's funny about my dad, my brother and I is uh, I guess my dad looks like because he's older, he looks like he could be a guy who's like a donor to because we go to like colleges a lot and we get on the field. (laughs) He looks like a donor. It's like no one messes with us when we walk around. We'll have like a lanyard on, you know, the same pass that everybody else has. But we get further through like the security and all this kind of stuff. No one ever stops us. I think he looks like an official. I don't know. He looks like he owns a a racing team. I don't know. And so we were down there in places we weren't supposed to be. He might own a racing team. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot one of these days when he, you know, in thirty years when he passes, we're gonna be like, oh my god, dad was like, kind of a big deal. Uh, but it's anyway, we were problem. we were standing on we were standing on the track on the pits when the national anthem was going off. We we're the only non racers down there. <laughs> we're like, we're definitely <laughs> not supposed to be here right now. But no one was telling us to leave. So it's all about damn near got in the car. Man. If you just walk down there and you just act like you're supposed to be there, no one's like, oh, I guess he is supposed to be here. Okay. I'm not going to be the guy who says, are you supposed to be here? When they say yes, like, well, now I'm the ass. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And be like, I'll have you fired for asking me that. But also, if you're not down there like taking pictures, if you're not down there like taking pictures, then they probably think that you're not some like spectator. You're like, oh, yeah, I I do this every race. Like, it's not a big deal. So what you're saying is you weren't wearing your fanny pack at the time. I did not have my fanny pack at that moment. Right. At that moment. Right. That came out later. Yeah. Uh, I did well, have Mickey Mouse sorry. ears on. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Well, just talking about IndyCar real quick. Quick side story. Uh, so, again, I'm not as uh, I'm not as well versed in racing. In IndyCar, I know NASCAR, it's, it's tilted and it's just, you know, it's a big donut um, and the, yeah, the tracks are tilted. It's the same thing. Yep. It's not the same thing in Indy, right? It, that's it is the same thing. It is the oh, same thing at like the Indy, Indy 500. Like they're very graded. The, uh, the turns are very banked like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, they kind of um, they so kind of anyway, have to be to, ma- to maintain the speed. True. So our infamous summer at Wake, if you remember, you know, I took that um, we took a field trip. Yes, I took a field trip in college um, and our summer program. I got to go to the uh, Carolina Panthers Stadium. We got like all access behind the scenes pass, not for a game or anything, but just to check it out. And then we also went to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay. Which was super cool because I had never been to I come from Boston racing, not big. So just to see the stadium itself was awesome. So we were on this big charter bus. One, we got to do a lap of the track in the bus, which was kind of terrifying because all oh, your bus is going to be curb, like sideways. Yeah. <laughs> but we actually, for the turn, we got off, we were on the inside. But so we got to do a lap on the bus. So then after the, um, you know, after we had our tour and all that, it was the Richard Petty driving experience. And oh, so, yeah. uh, you could get in a NASCAR with a professional driver, not like any big timers, but you know, a professional driver and do three laps in it. 
And uh, I was like, screw it. I'm doing this. When the hell am I ever going to get to do this again? So I got to go in three laps and that oh, dang. was no joke. Like, I kid you not. The entire time, the entire three laps, I had that feeling like when you're just at the top of a roller coaster and then you just start to come down where your stomach's like, my yeah. stomach's it, it's I'm just anti-gravity right now. I felt like that the entire three laps. Like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> and the turns, my God. The like, turns. you're on the turns. I, I felt like my ear was to the ground. It was crazy. It was it was something else. Dude, that is cool. wild. I didn't I didn't yeah. know you did that. I was at that summer school with you. I had no idea. Well, you probably told me, but I was I don't know. We were, you were still doing your sky challenge, so it was cool. Sky challenge was going on. That's true. Yes. Um, that's wild, dude. Yeah. So the indie tracks are the same way, except this one was actually a road race. And so the road races are more like what they do in Formula One. All of the Formula that's One races are road races. Okay. Yeah. And so the road race is where they've got like tons of turns and like hairpins and you, yep. there are a couple straightaways. So you can still get up some speed, but a lot of it's like maneuverability and, and you know, there's not, not quite as much passing as like a straight, you know, two straightaways and, and four turns kind of thing. And this is my naivete in IndyCar. I guess the only race I ever picture is like the Monaco one, the Monaco. Yes. One, just literally that's, driving that's through Formula the one. streets. Yeah. Is that's that? Formula okay. one. Yeah. I've they're not, been... they're not all like that. Okay, because I've been to Monaco and I'm just looking down at the streets I'm like, how the hell is this a race? How do people not just die all the time with this thing? I mean, you got to watch the series. You got to watch the Drive to Survive series. I guess. And even if you don't know anything about these guys, you learn the characters. It's because all like a, a ton of like behind the scenes stuff and about the racing teams and the structure and how it all works. And like it's it's fascinating. But yeah, Monaco wow. is like one of their big races, but they do 21 races. They're road races, but they're not all through a city like that. It's like a couple of them are, but most of them have like separate tracks. They're still, they're all totally badass though. It's mm. awesome. All right. It's awesome. Nice. I'll just say that. So anyway, I'll big weekend that. over here. Big, big weekend. weekend for, well, for us. I'm yeah. not going to say anything I did my weekend because it is paling in comparison. So let's move on to some football, shall we? <laughs> we shall. And included this weekend was a big NFL draft, which we're going to get to in a few minutes, but um, pretty interesting outcomes from the draft, I'd say for sure. We're going to talk about a lot of the yes. players, where they landed, and who's expected to be uh, in some impact positions for this year and for the future. But I think before that, we got to get caught up on all the free agency moves oh that happened. This has been a wild free agency in the NFL, don't you think? It has. And uh, if I'm looking at my hometown team, the Patriots, last year was probably the craziest free agency for the Patriots that I've ever experienced in my my ten years of fan. So I was hoping it was going to continue, but. We did absolutely nothing, even yeah, though uh, my yeah. boy Matthew Matthew Judon was recruiting hard. Literally everybody just tweeting everybody saying, oh, you look good <laughs> in red, white, and blue. Come to Foxborough, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, at Tom Brady, stop. come back. At <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. I think he tweeted like at Odell so many times. He's like, bro, enough. We're enough. <laughs> but yeah, Odell, it does like still not going to happen. Uh, so what do you That's think? True. Should we just uh, should we list kind of these big moves and, and dive into a couple of them? Yeah, let's just blast out all the, uh, I think we have these categorized by position group. We'll blast the yeah. wide receivers. We'll talk about a couple of them because we want to make sure we get to some of the uh, draft spots as well. But um, so I'll just list out the big names or medium to big names that went in the wide receiver room. A couple of huge ones. Devonte Adams was the big news getting big. shipped off to Las Vegas. He's reunited with Derek Carr. We can get into that. Uh, Tyreek Hill also shipped off to Miami for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I uh, think it was huge news because people are thinking like, how are you going to replace Terry Hill? Right. Yeah. Um, a couple other big new, big names. You had Amari Cooper going to Cleveland. You had Robert Woods coming to the Titans here. 
Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. goes to Kansas City in some bit of an effort to replace Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Allen Robinson so signs with the Rams. And Russell Gage goes to Tampa. He was recruited by Brady, speaking of recruiting people on Twitter. And then uh, Christian Kirk to Jacksonville to become their supposed number one receiver as well. So those are some of the bigger names that that switch places uh, in this offseason. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts and then, there? Um, initial thoughts, a couple guys I would have loved to see in a Patriot uniform, like obviously not even thinking of the Devontae or the Tyreeks, but I would have thought I love I'm a big Allen Robinson fan. I'm a huge fan. You know, I, I got to see Penn him in, State, yeah. in person at Penn yeah, you State. Saw him in college, he was yeah. Just a freak. He could jump out the building. Great hands. He's never had a good quarterback. He was in Jacksonville. He was there for Bortles. You know, he, even with Bortles, uh, he had a good great like, quarterback. Bortles. <laughs> Excuse me. Bortles. Ah, see, he has never had a good quarterback. He's place? always had great quarterbacks. Always. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he, he tore his ACL one year in Jacksonville. Um, then goes to Chicago. Had a good, had some solid years, but again, never that top tier quarterback. So I thought he would be an amazing get for the Patriots, and I was really hoping we'd be like a dark horse to get him. But then, of course, he goes to the rich get richer Rams, um, which is a great move for him. Great move for the Rams. Shoot, if OBJ doesn't come back to pair him with Cooper Cup, like that's spectacular. Uh, so that's a great move for the Rams. That's just a savvy play because um, I'm sure they they got him at a pretty good reasonable rate just because of you know how his tenure ended in Chicago and all that so I mean that's just that's a great move um, the other thing is Amari Cooper to Cleveland so I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit I mean you're telling me you can only get a fifth round draft pick for Amari Cooper especially when you see what happened on draft day <laughs> Hollywood Brown yep. got a first rounder. Yeah. And yes. Amari Cooper got a fifth rounder. I don't know. But so I don't know if they were envisioning envisioning him pairing with Baker, but maybe I guess it's the upgrade with the potential to Sean Watson if he's allowed to play. So that'll that'll be an interesting see how that fits. Uh obviously OBJ did not work there. Uh Jarvis Landry was kind of so so. So they're just just going with another bigger name to see hopefully that can mesh better. Yeah, they've had they've had some trouble with picking up these big free agent splashy wide receivers. They've had trouble with any wide receiver since Josh Gordon, really, since Josh Josh, Josh Gordon had that <laughs> breakout season. They've had trouble Josh with any Gordon's wide receiver become like a legit, you know, consistent stud. So I don't know. I don't know if it'll be any different. Although to your point, Deshaun Watson makes a big difference, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But that can make a huge difference. And um, the thing about the Cooper the Cooper trade or the deal or whatever is like there's so much nuance to the contracts of these NFL there guys, is. like. There, there, there are like there are deadlines cap with certain dates when when you've got yeah, yeah. You've got cap hits, you've got dead money, you've got certain dates where they have roster bonuses. And so it, it does present these scenarios where you get a fifth rounder for Amari Cooper or a first rounder for Hollywood Brown, where you're like, that shouldn't happen. Of course, Cooper's compete. a bit older, but not that old. It shouldn't compute. Um, but you also have like, OK, when you sign Amari Cooper, you're going to have to pay him one hundred million dollars plus. So you're also like, OK, well, um, that's hundred million dollars we don't have to spend. So you're sort of doing them a favor, like in some regards, but like but you're also on. losing like this great player. So like, I don't know it. <clears throat> these teams, they, there are people whose job, entire jobs, like entire teams of people whose entire jobs are to figure out how this all just makes contracts. Sense. Yeah. But yeah, just, make a lot I mean, sense to us, just, but it seemed like if you're a casual fan, Cleveland. Yeah, if you're a casual fan looking at a paper, especially if you're a Cabo fan, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, yes. you literally just yes. dropped him and gave him to Cleveland. But anyway, yep. uh, so now if we're going to look at some of the quarterbacks that 
you know, when, when in our great carousel, the biggest news probably uh, of the off. Well, I guess there were two big ones, but the biggest one in the beginning was Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. Uh, that was for Drew Locks, Noah Fant, and obviously a, a boat full of picks. So that was big just because, um, you know, Denver was really kind of going all in, hoping that they could sway Aaron Rodgers to come over there. That obviously did not happen. So they, they decided to make a big splash. You know, they've kind of been, I don't know what you put in the, um, the drain or, uh, Anyway, a placeholder at quarterback for the past few seasons. And so now they're like, you know what? We're going all in. We're going for Russ. I mean, shoot. With him there in the AFC. Anyway, I'll keep going. I'm, I'm already diving too far into Russell. All right. Next, obviously, uh, the biggest and probably most controversial move was Deshaun Watson to Cleveland for, I think, 35 first rounders and a couple seconds. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. obviously that made big news. Uh, and then poor Matt Ryan. You know, you spend your entire life in Atlanta, your, your entire career. You do everything. You get him to a Super Bowl. You choke away a Super Bowl. And it's like, oh, what have you done for me lately? So you, you get shipped off to a good Indianapolis squad. So it's actually probably a good move for Matt Ryan. Uh, he got an upgrade, man. His team just his got team a lot better. His team is definitely upgraded. Because the Falcons so are, are a dumpster fire. They are a dumpster fire. So he gets to go to Indianapolis. Uh, Carson Wentz on the move again. Obviously, he's not not with the Colts anymore since he got Matty Ryan. So he is on his way to the Washington Commanders. Uh, old Carson. So is it possible to be considered a, a journeyman in like f- a five-year career? <laughs> three different Carson teams Wentz three is the youngest years. journeyman. Yeah, he's the youngest journeyman. He's like, and he starts everywhere he goes. He starts. That's he what's starts. crazy about it. It's not like he's like yeah. you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's like a really nice backup that he could start if you needed him to. Like, no, these multiple teams have traded to get Carson Wentz to be their starter. This is just yeah. wild. So, of these uh, kind of four big names, what what's jumping out to you the most? Well, I know you wanted to hit on Russell Wilson. I think we should. Uh, him in the AFC West, I mean, with Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and now you've got Derek Carr with Devontae Adams. I mean, that conference, Jeez. that division is going to be wild. So, And, and of course, he's got Jerry wild, Judy wild and Cortland Sutton, who are just nasty receivers. I'm really excited to see what happens to them. Um, it, it appears that Tim people Patrick, are already making... Man? Tim I can't Patrick. forget about old Tim Patrick, but... It appears people are already making the comparisons to DK and Tyler Lockett and like who's going to be who and all that. So, I mean, I, I get all that. We'll leave that prognosticating for a later episode. But I think it's a it's a huge upgrade for those two. Um, now, let's remember, though, too, this team had two stud running backs last year as well. It yeah. was a run first team. Back. Is that going to change the dynamic? We've seen Russell in run first teams before. Um, I thought it was a little bit of an interesting move in that regard. Because you'd think if he gets to pick where he goes, he's got this no trade clause. Would he pick a team that's going to be more of an air raid uh, offense? And so he he chose Denver, which you know I think stylistically is pretty similar to Seattle, built on at least when Seattle was good, built on a strong defense, a good running game, and has some dynamic receivers. Um, so maybe maybe that's familiar to him. He likes that. I don't know, but maybe he's just trying yeah. To I thought that was that was interesting. Back to Wisconsin, just kind of inching closer. Um, he's working. His yeah, way I east. mean, I think he's probably just looking at the team as a whole that they probably had the best potential to good young team, good young defense, young receivers. Uh, obviously, Javante Williams being a young running back and you still got Melvin Gordon. They brought him back. So, I mean, the pieces are there. The, the big one they were missing was the quarterback. Sorry, Teddy. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. That West is going to be very wild. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we touched upon it. I, I like the Matt Ryan move to Indy, man. They got oh, him on the come team. on. Shut they up on Matt Ryan. You know I love me some Matty Ice. He beat out those you Chicago, love Matty Chicago, Ice. Chicago quarterbacks. 
but in all honesty, I mean, it's just a solid move. They had to move on from Carson Wentz. He was just too unpredictable. He was just too didn't make his sound. We choked. He totally choked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan just kind of brings it. It's kind of it's a very similar to a Philip Rivers getting there. It's you get the the old veteran that, you know, it's going to be solid for you. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to necessarily lose your games unless you're up 28 three. So it's just kind of they, too, have the pieces. They were going to be that dangerous team in the playoffs had they gotten there. Of course, they choked it away at the end. You lose to the Jags. But, um, so yeah, I mean, and make fun of me. If I'm want. a Colts fan, like I'm a little team. irritated that they didn't get a, a good quarterback in the draft. I'm a little irritated. Now, I don't know that they I thought that. this was the right draft class for this, for but but yeah, I'm like, this is three years in a row with a different quarterback, and none of them you feel like are our future. Obviously, like right. Phil Rivers was literally his last year. Matt Ryan has got, I don't know, he's 35 or 36. Like Maybe he's years. got a couple more years left, but he's not your future, and it's no. a big contract too. Like You need someone that you can have him groom. Like Why did they not go get a quarterback for him to groom? But I think, to I think you hit team? it that this was not the quarterback class. I mean, you saw one quarterback on the first round, the other one, the third, like it was not the class to do it. And they're probably thinking we can get a couple years out of Matt Ryan. We were this close to having all the pieces we needed. He could probably, he's definitely an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Um, You know, they were a dangerous team. They should have been in the playoffs and they should have made some noise. So he is a steadier hand. So I think that in that regard, you got to feel pretty good if you're a Colts fan. Um, and yeah, I, I don't love it being in the AFC South, like for Titans. Um, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of fear of Matt Ryan, but again, I do think he's so solid and steady that, uh, if he can just game manage them to get the most out of the run game and keep them, keep people honest on, yeah. um, you know, they're, they've got a new rookie wide receiver. We're going to get to Alec Pierce. And of course you got Michael Pittman who I love, but Jonathan Taylor, just feed him the rock and, and keep him honest on defense. They could be pretty dangerous for sure. True. What do you think? We didn't talk about this, but I'm I'm really curious. I think everyone's talking about this too. What what do you think happens to Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams in their two landing spots? I just want to go back to them real quick, those, since those are the biggest news and um, yeah, in wide receivers. Devonte Adams, um, is there any chance he can replicate what he did in Green Bay with his former college quarterback Derek Carr? <laughs> I mean, they are going to have that you know that chemistry, but you know it's been a while. He's been he's Devonte Adams is used to Aaron Rodgers, one of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. Um, you're obviously taking a, st- a little bit of a step down with your boy Derek Carr, but no, I don't. I don't think he's going to do exactly what he did in Green Bay, um, just because you can't. There are also you know, more mouths to feed, right? There are more mouths. More mouths to feed. Not not that he's like not immediately your number one. Of course he is, but uh, no, there are more mouths to feed. Renfro. Does that help him? Hunter, does it Renfro, help him or hurt him? You know, one. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Does it help him? Hurt him? What What does that do? Well, it's interesting you say that because you know you look at his time in Green Bay for the past few years, and he was the guy. There was. There was one and then dropped all the way down to five, you know, so yeah. you could say, OK, he did it all when it was just him. And that's getting the, the best coverage, all that stuff, getting all the help. Um, so now, yes, there are more mouths to feed in Oakland. You know, I kind of look at it like the um, when Randy Moss Vegas. went to the Patriots. <laughs> what, did I, what did I say? Not Oakland? Oakland. Vegas. Wow, yeah. I'm old. Um, but when Randy Moss went to the Patriots, it's kind of like a new system. He kind of had to reform himself. Granted, Devontae Adams does not have to reestablish himself, but. He could have that huge impact with, you know what, screw it. Let's just run everything through him. You can't stop him. And, hell, Randy Moss still had a spectacular year with Matt Castle as his quarterback. So, Devontae Adams has that ability. Well, you're also skipping over the year he had with Carr. the great well, yeah, the goat, the Tom Brady. Brady. Like, but yeah, that's okay, going to, going to the Patriots. Yeah. Yes, going to the Patriots, is it would be like going from Vegas to Green Bay. I mean, that's 
But Randy that's Moss what I'm talking about the with quarterback of all time. Because you, so yes, he had the record-setting season with Brady his first year. Brady goes hurt, gets hurt the next one, and he still has, I want to say, twelve hundred yards over, I want to say, eleven touchdowns. So yeah. it's still that kind of same impact, and I kind of view that as Devontae Adams and Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Matt Castle, and so I think he's not going to be able to have the same massive numbers, but he's still going to have great success, great success, and uh, great success make a big impact there for Las Vegas. I love how you can sneak that in there. Okay, so how about Tyreek Hill? <laughs> he goes to the Dolphins. He's got a huge yeah. downgrade at quarterback with Tua, although obviously there's a lot of optimism about Tua. We'll see. He's still he's still being I under mean, the microscope, I think, a little bit. But now you've 100%. got Jalen Waddle and you've got Tua and you've got Tyreek Hill, you got Mike Gasecki. I mean, this is this is Tua's make or break year. This is whether or not for sure <laughs> he is a franchise quarterback or not. I mean, they've already had the question marks on in the past two seasons. His first one was a little not fair to him just because he was still coming off the injury. He didn't have a full season, you know, with Fitz Magic up there first. So last year was his kind of um, his debut a little bit. Obviously, he did play the full season for the most part, and he did fine. He did fine. Um this year they're going all in, you know, you trade all that for Tyreek. You got your Jalen Waddle, Gasicki's. We didn't even talk about the two running backs coming over with Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. So they're, they're basically saying Tua, we're giving you every piece you possibly need. You got to make this yep. happen now. New so, coach too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is make or break for him. So yes, it's a big, it's a downgrade for Tyreek, but I mean, he, this is probably the, Oh, I don't want to say he's had just as many weapons while he was in Kansas City because you can't match the Travis Kelsey and oh, really know. just Travis it's, Kelsey. But that he's better than anybody else that the Dolphins have. But I do think Waddle's a, is a star in the making. Waddle is and, a star. Uh, and like a, a really nice tight end too. He's a top five tight end. All right, he's good. Um, yeah, I th- I'll be interested to see how it works out too. I actually have more fear about Tyreek Hill living in Miami. I think there's more, more <laughs> concern. This is not a good move for him to be in Miami. Like Antonio <laughs> Brown going to Miami, be like, nah, this isn't going to last. So I have more concern <laughs> about that, um, given some of his off the field issues. But if they can keep him in line. I mean, yeah, he he, he should be okay. I mean, the same can... as what you're used to. I think Devontae's going to be closer to his old self than Tyreek will be. If uh, if Tyreek is able to see the field for 15 of the 17 games, I think that's a win for the Dolphin franchise. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move into the draft. And before we get to the actual players who were drafted, let's talk about a couple of blockbuster trades that happened in the first round of the draft. Okay, yeah. this was very sad for me. I saw the <laughs> Titans trade away A.J. Brown to the Eagles, and I was absolutely sandwich. stunned by this. Got a ham sandwich. Um and then the Ravens did the exact same thing. They traded away Hollywood Brown to Arizona. And again, pretty stunning uh, on both accounts. Yeah. I want to get your take on uh, on each of these. I mean, and this is where I'll probably get on my old man pedestal and say back in my day, or this is how you should be. Da-da-da. You didn't trade teams back in my day. <laughs> Not that. It was the whole offseason drama about all these big name wide receivers and how they're demanding new deals or to restructure their deals. And they're not going to be showing up to training camps. So that's why AJ Brown is gone. You know, he was saying, I need to get paid more. Uh, who did, the, who got the, obviously Devonte Adams got the huge deal. And then um, who was Tyreek? Big name. Yeah. Tyreek. Obviously he's getting <laughs> 250 million yeah. or something like that. So yeah. all these other wide receivers are Debo Samuels or AJ Browns. 
um, are seeing this and say, well, shoot, I need to get, be getting paid too. So this is where I get frustrated. It's like, dude, you have your contract. This is what your contract is. And so play out your contract and then you get your next big payday. It's, it's crappy to me that they can just dictate, you know what? I'm just not going to show up. So you better do something about it. It screws your, your team screws your fan base. So you, I mean, unfortunately for the Titans, they had to move on. Cause like, well, yeah, we're not willing well, to. They, so, so on the flip side, it's, it's shitty. It's crappy for the franchise. It's like, okay. So he goes to Philadelphia. He gets his four year, hundred million dollar deal. Um, so you're looking at the Titans like, really? You couldn't have done something in that ballpark or something like that. Um, so, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, because I've heard a lot of local radio on this. And so before I counter your initial argument, which I don't totally disagree with because I'm an old curmudgeon too, but I do have, I do have a counter to that that I've kind of come around on as well. The Titans reportedly offered AJ something like 16 million guaranteed per year and a 20 million option if he had incentives that got him to 20 million a year. Now he ended up getting a $25 million a year deal on average with the Eagles and 50 something guaranteed. And I think his quote to some source around here was I was wanting the Titans to get closer to 22 million and I would have stayed. And so as a Titans fan, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit knowing he was going to give you a hometown discount close and he, cause he knew as well. And this is one thing you may not have been keeping up as much on, but like the Titans spent really big on two defensive stars. Jeffrey Simmons got paid and Mm -hmm. uh, Harold Landry got paid. And those two are like the anchors of our defense besides Kevin Byard who got paid the year before. So those three are like, at each level of our defense, the absolute stars. These are all pro level, all pro caliber players. So no, they they actually didn't probably really have a hundred million to spend on AJ. They can't, they could have come close and they could have made it work and whatever. And like we don't have a lot of other stars on offense and running backs are cheap. So Derrick Henry's contract is not like out of this world. But yeah, I, I thought they could have paid him at least enough to keep him. So it sucks to see him go there. At the same time, so I, I do want to counter the curmudgeon argument, even though I've yep. made it myself. These guys get comparatively crappy rookie deals. Okay, they're yes, still making millions of dollars. So compared to us, like they're making a ton of money. But you have to remember, like these guys are going to play in the NFL for an average of I don't know what the average is, four to five years probably. But let's say you have a great career as a wide receiver and you make it twelve years. Okay, that'd be a that'd be a long time for a receiver, and that money. Although you can continue to invest it or you can go to some second career or whatever, but like for the most part, like these people, their bodies are physically completely crushed by the time they get out of the league. Yes. And true. so if you don't tell them like they're wrong for chasing more money and like they're the, the percentage of money they make compared to the, what the owners make and compared to what the league makes and like Roderick Dell's walking around the hundred I mean, million dollar contracts. Like, yes, I mean, come can, on dude. Like I get these that. guys, these guys are 23, 24, 25 years old and they're being told just to wait their turn. And like, okay, if you want to treat me like I'm waiting my turn, that's fine. If I'm a backup quarterback as a rookie in my second year and then my third year, I'm like, you know, showing what I got and I'm showing some improvement. And then we come to contract negotiations. Okay. That guy needs to wait, but a receiver who you drafted and already in his first year is your number one receiver. And by his second and third year, he's like pro bowl level. That guy is not, he's not a 22 year old guy anymore. He's, he's a, top of the league caliber receiver, which I'm I think AJ is like I'm a you know, top top 15, you know, AJ is probably like a top 15 ish receiver in the league. Um, better mm-hmm. than Hollywood Brown for sure. But oh, I think AJ sure. was like, you know, top 15 ish kind of guy. So like, what more does he need to prove to anybody? And with injuries as prevalent as they are and with the lifespan as prevalent as low as it is. And these guys know they've only got one, maybe two big contracts in there. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't ever fault the players at that point. 
if he just, came in after one year and tried to tell me like, oh, I need this big contract, I might, right. I might react a little differently. But the guy's been doing it for a few years now, and and he's, I think he's proven like he's, he's legit. It, he's done it for essentially a year and a half. But anyway, you're right, AJ. You know, I guess my just biggest thing is that you then hold the teams captive, and it's basically like you're. You're just put in such a crappy position. It just screws it over for the organization, screws over the fans. I just don't like that aspect of it. We see Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. Now it's like, oh, well, that one guy got paid. Well, then I'm not going to do anything because I get, I need to get this too. Um, that's the only thing that frustrates me. I totally understand the fact that, yes, your lifetime. They all find a place that's going to pay him, though. They all find somebody right. who will and pay that's him. Just, it just sucks. That's then. free market Again, that, economics, man. Titans like if you, fan, you're not going to pay me, someone else trust will. Me, I get that. I get it. It just sucks. I hate that about it. Um, and I know it's a yeah. business at the end of the day. It's a business. I get that. Um, hey, at least just, they're all operating with the same salary cap. You know, it's not like baseball where he's just, can outspend you like four to one, you know, like at least they have the same salary cap and everyone has the same opportunity to pay these guys. And you just, you've, you've basically, you've made a decision not to prioritize them. And so at that point, mm-hmm. You can't blame the player. Now, I I would respect a player who said I'm willing to take less because I want to be on a winning team, or sure. I'm willing to take less because I want to stay in this area, or whatever. And so, and in that regard, I I do respect AJ for at least whether he would have done it or not. At least saying like I was willing to take a little bit less to stay where I was because I love this team, and I love these players. Easy to say that after franchise. you signed your hundred million dollar deal. Easy to say that after you got a hundred million <laughs> bucks in your pocket. I agree, but who knows? Who knows? Right. AJ right, in right. Philadelphia. Let's just talk about the fantasy impact of it. I think he will be Oof. obviously they're immediately their number one receiver. Um, they've got a few more weapons than the Titans had. Um, um, so I think better actually, receiving let's, core. Let's back it up. I think Jalen Rager is still there is should be their number one. So let's let's go with okay, that. You're right. You're right. But they've got more <laughs> weapons than the Titans had in the receiving core, which, again, means more miles to feed, but also means take some of the attention away from you. So I think you'll see it. Uh, I think I still think you'll see, honestly, a pretty similar output. I was surprised to find out that. Jalen Hurts was recruiting him so hard. I guess they're boys. I didn't know that. I don't know why they're so he boys. Was at Ole Miss. AJ was at Ole, was Ole Miss. Miss. Jalen was at Alabama, Alabama for a while. They're rivals. Yes. I don't know. But I don't know why those guys are boys. But anyway, they they're boys, and so I, I guess <laughs> they're boys. Jalen was recruiting him, and uh, as I mean, with Hollywood, he played college ball with with uh, Kyler, so we we get that one sure. a little bit better. But hey, real so real quick about Jalen. I mean, he had a, he had. A, Pretty solid year last year. I mean, great fantasy wise, NFL wise, it was solid. What do you think about him coming into this season? Does he still have to cement himself as a true franchise quarterback? And now, obviously, with getting AJ Brown, you're getting more weapons. Like, what does that say about about Jalen? Or what? Yeah, I would actually him? say pretty pretty similar to Tua, without as much doubt. Like, people seemed more confident in him, I guess, than Tua, which is a little surprising. Which is crazy. Um, I, I yes, I think this will. This is the team. He's got all the weapons. Devontae Smith had a, a really nice rookie year. Now you've got AJ. You've got Dallas Goddard. Um, they're still a run. They were a run first team at the end of last year, but so got some running options there. I mean, yeah, I think I think AJ or I think Jalen's gonna have to show this year what he can do if he wants to stay long term as the quarterback. If he wants to get that big deal with Philadelphia, this is his right. year to do it. Yeah. Okay. And with regards uh, to Hollywood, yeah, I, I would say like. Initially, I was thinking that's a really nice one-two punch for Arizona because they sent Christian Kirk off to Jacksonville, so that there was a spot open there. Um, I think it's a really nice one-two punch, but then we got the news that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games for PEDs. So Hollywood actually is going to be like a really nice start-of-the-season player, I think. Should be drafted pretty highly because of that. 
You think he's their number one over AJ Green? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I do. I think Rondale Moore, I'm excited to see what Rondale can do in his second year. Um, he's an explosive player. Size is he not is, prototypical. He's but so hit or miss, so my gosh. He's, he's going to be hit or miss, yeah. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, that, when that came, the trade obviously happened before the suspension, but do you think the Cardinals had an idea like, um, this is probably yes. happening? <laughs> I think they absolutely so. knew it was happening. I think they absolutely knew that. It's yeah. one of the one of the reasons, but I think they had several. But one of the reasons they went after him, yeah. Okay, because because otherwise right, well, he would have drafted a rookie and he would have been their number two and they'd been fine with it. But now you can't rely on a rookie to be your number one when Hopkins no. is out. So sure. knowing that he was going to be out, I think they probably thought, shoot, we need an actual number one that we can trust in the beginning. Trust. Okay. Uh, all right. So now should we actually jump into the actual draft? Now we talked about the draft draft day trades. What about? Uh, some things you saw in the first round from wide receivers, quarterbacks, or what, what you want to start with? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the first round was pretty much all receivers and one quarterback, no running backs. <laughs> and so yep. it, was a, it was a weird year in that regard. Um, I think the receivers are the big names we want to talk about. Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh, stayed in Pittsburgh, I guess, to the Steelers. He's going to be battling Mitch Trubisky for the starting job, which we feel pretty certain he'll get sooner than later. Maybe not day one, but I think – at least by midseason, he'll be the starter uh, just to see what they've got there. But let's talk about these receivers, the first round receivers yeah. and see the landing spots and see what we like, what we don't like. So the first one overall was Drake London at a USC. He went to Atlanta. Who's going to be without Calvin Ridley this year, as we found out he's betting on games or something. <laughs> Calvin so Ridley. Calvin's out. Uh, so Drake London steps right in as their number one wide receiver. They've got Kyle Pitts who had a great year last year as their maybe in a number one pass option, but, um, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson re-signed. Uh, what do you think about Drake London's spot here? Uh, would have been a thousand times better if they still had Matt Ryan, but since they don't, Marcus Mariota. I mean, Atlanta's been the past couple of years have been going in on getting offensive weapons. Obviously, getting Kyle Pitts in the first round, the top five last year, and then obviously getting uh, London here. So they're they're really trying to revamp that offense. Um, I mean, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be solid, but you, is he really going to explode with Marcus Mariota? Is Mariota your long-term future? I don't know. It's just, I don't know if you look, I mean, their defense was God awful. Um, I just don't know. It's a lot of opportunity. Necessarily the option to go. If you're Atlanta, I mean, I feel like by giving away Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley's out. Maybe you just kind of say, let's just focus on our defense. Cause it's going to be a patchwork for the offense right now, regardless. Um, but, I mean, I guess they just went with what they're hoping will be a franchise wide receiver down the line. Mariota can get the ball to this guy. He's not, he's like totally competent. He's a, he's a very he's decent competent. quarterback. He's not great. You, you've he's seen competent. him. You got the scouting on him. I've seen him firsthand and I liked him in Tennessee. I really did. He was, he was missing just a little something to kind of get us over the hump, but he's a, he's a solid quarterback and they drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, first off, interesting that he fell to the third round, but also, that's a great person to sit behind Mariota and kind of learn from. And uh, maybe he turns into their guy. It'd be really cool if he turned into a long-term solution in Atlanta. I don't know if they feel that strongly about him or if they just thought, let's give it a shot. But um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens to the quarterback situation there. But for me, this is, this is the best landing spot for a wide receiver just because he has to be their number one pretty much immediately. They don't have anybody. Yeah. They don't have anybody. Their best receiving returning receiver from last year is Alameda Zacchaeus. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, well, sure as hell ain't going to be him, 
right? So you've got Kyle Pitts and you've got London, and th- those are your two guys. Unless they go out and get somebody else, those are their top two pass catching options this year. Yeah. So in that regard only, and from fantasy perspective, because of the situation, I think you've got to give this guy attention. I think he's a he's a stud receiver. Uh, it's debatable if he was the best receiver in the class, or I mean, several of these guys were right. injured, and so you're not sure if they're you know if they're when they're going to be ready or whatever. But like, he's a stud receiver. He's tall, big body, and all that. But I don't know. Okay, so if you're talking about you got to give him some respect fantasy wise, where do you put him? If you're looking at let's say last year's uh, draft class, you know you have your Jamar Chase, you have your Jalen Waddle, you have um, who am I? I mean, we'll put Devontae Kyle Smith Pitts in that conversation. Yes, there it is, Devontae Smith. I mean, where yeah. do you see him as? Production? I actually think Devontae Smith is. Are you going to say Devontae best Smith production range? comp? Okay. Yeah, for I me, I think that's probably the production comp Same because Smith also kind of walked in to be like. Yeah, Smith also kind of walked into kind of be the number one there in Philly, and they had a tight end situation that they liked, and they had some receivers they were like, meh, about. So I think I think it's most similar to him. Uh, very different build physically, but I think right. production-wise, I would expect something like that. You're, I don't think you're going to see Jamar so Chase like, numbers by any stretch. Maybe 1,000 yards, six, seven touchdown, that kind of range. Five or six, yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. That's I good. think so. Maybe like eight, 800 to 1,000. Um, and then yeah, five or six touchdowns, maybe I mean, we, I'm not gonna lie. we don't know. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I keep getting thrown off with the fact that the, the NFL season 17 games. So I think, oh yeah, a thousand yards. That's, that's pretty good yeah. for a year. And it's like, it's, well, I guess it's becoming less and less good. Least, yeah. Right. <laughs> Put the true. asterisk that's Cooper cup. If he had gotten 2000 yards, well, we did it in 17 games. Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Or Derrick Henry. And okay. Let's look at it. Let's look at a like Derrick Henry's going to have 4,000 yards this year. And that's, <laughs> that's not going to matter how many, how many games he plays in. to be. <laughs> how many uh, let's look at some of these other guys and where they landed so we had garrett wilson and chris alave both ohio state receivers garrett wilson goes to the jets alave goes to the saints you like either one of those spots better than the other i'll tell you what i am not liking the fact that the jets are really stocking up here on offense they are getting a lot of good talent and i have loved them being in the basement and i'm a little nervous uh, I don't remember which ESPN personality said it, but someone said that, um, you know, top to bottom or on paper, they have more talent than the Patriots. Better watch out for the Jets. They could, I mean, on offense, they could be fun to watch. When you get a Garrett Wilson, I mean, um, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, you still have Michael Carter back there. If if Zach Wilson can do anything, they could be, that could be nasty. Um, yeah, this is, again, sort of like the Tua situation where, like, you've loaded them up with talent. Let's see what yeah. we got with this quarterback, right? I don't think this is make or break yet for Zach since, you know, he had no. a big competition from your boy Mike White. Uh, Mike so, White got re-signed, by the way. Resigned. Watch out. So, so did Joe Flacco, oh. though, to be fair. <laughs> so did Joe Flacco. Jeez. So, no, I think it's a good pick for the Jets. I mean, they, they're really trying to surround Zach Wilson with the talent, and they, they're doing it well. I mean, Elijah Moore, as we saw, can be very dynamic. And uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson on the other side. That's scary. So I think that's a great landing spot for him. If, if they can get, if they can hone in Zach Wilson, watch out. That's a tough one. To yeah. Punch right there. I totally agree with you. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm stoked right now. I think Garrett Wilson yeah. and Elijah Moore are two stud receivers. They also drafted, we're going to, we were going to talk about him, but we can go ahead and get to it. They also drafted Brees Hall, the first running back taken off the board in the second round. And so they've got Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the backfield. If Zach Wilson can do anything, this team, this offense looks a lot different and a lot more dynamic. And I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't have like huge, huge hopes excited. for Garrett Wilson from not. a fantasy standpoint. I know you hate them, but I don't have huge, huge hopes like he's going to be uh, again. I don't think we have a Jamar Chase this year. I don't think that's coming out this year, but 
I do think Wilson uh, is a really, really strong player. Most people thought he should have been the number one receiver taken. So I I think the guy's a stud. Uh, And then on the other side, Alave going to the Saints. Another really good situation where Michael Thomas, I guess, is coming back. God only knows (laughs) what that's going to look like. Uh, They brought back Jameis. So Jameis is going to be their starter. They're, I think, officially moving Taysom Hill to like a tight end spot. So there's not really this quarterback controversy. So I think Alave in in the Saints is going to go pretty well, too. I think it's a good spot for him. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I mean, they if you got Michael Thomas on the other side of you, you're going to be sitting pretty pretty. Sitting pretty pretty. Eh, pretty pretty. Whatever. Let's go with it. All right, here's the other uh, three receivers that went in the first round here. We had Jamison Williams yeah. out of Alabama going to Detroit. He tore his ACL in the college playoff. Um, we'll see when he comes back. We had Jahan Dotson out of Penn State going to Washington. And then we had Traylon Burks going to the Titans right after they trade away A.J. Brown. They immediately <laughs> drafted the guy that people said reminded them of A.J. Brown. So... What do you think is going to happen to those three? Anybody stick out there? I mean, I think they probably, I think Washington reached on Jahan Dotson a little bit, or Jahan Dotson. He was good. Don't get me wrong. He's great at Penn State, speedy guy. Uh, again, the size was probably his biggest concern, but he can make some dynamic catches. So I don't know if you get him at, what was it, pick 15 or 16 around that range, but uh, he's going to have to make a big impact. He's going to have to hit it right off the bat with Carson Wentz. So it'll be to make that pick worth it. Um, you could yeah. probably could have gotten him a little bit later or maybe traded back for him, but he, he could be boom rust to be honest. Uh, Traylon Burks, as you said, he's, he needs to be huge for your Titans just because I mean, he, I'll just leave it there. He just has to be huge. And I think he's going to be your one coming in day one. Don't you think? I think so. I mean, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. That's for sure. Because, right. because of the comparisons to AJ and with AJ <laughs> being gone, people are immediately going to expect AJ 2.0 to show you up. Must they picked up Robert everything. Woods. Yes, they picked up Robert Woods in the offseason. I think he's the number one from a talent and experience perspective, but different style player than this guy. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to get this guy up to speed. So I, I wouldn't expect him to be number one immediately, but I think that's the goal is that he's your True. he's your X and, and Woods is your Y or, or however it may be. They also got Austin Hooper, which I think is a nice tight end, the best tight end they've it's had in a, a couple of years. End. So yeah. it's solid. Um, so yeah, I, but I do think pressure's on. You know, again, everyone's going to be thinking... True regardless of the rest of the draft capital and the money that they saved and all that kind of stuff, everyone's immediately going to say, is this guy better than AJ Brown? (laughs) You think (laughs) that the average fan is going to be like, well, at least we saved a hundred million. So I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah, no way. (laughs) No way. All they're going to think is, is this AJ Brown? Right. So, so good luck luck with that. Really quick note about Jameson Williams going to Detroit. It shows the kind of the faith they're putting in uh, golf, basically saying we're going to give some tools. Hopefully he'll be back uh, by the start of the season. So they're basically saying, "Hey, you know what? We're we're all, we're in on you at least for this year or two. So let's let's see what you can do." Uh, so it's it it another team with some really nice offensive weapons. You've got right? St. Brown looked awesome at the end of last year. Obviously, Hawkinson is an elite tight end. If you get Jamison Williams healthy, which I think will take a few weeks, I don't think he's going to start the season. Swift but I do think to stay healthy. I mean, yeah, yeah they got some nice pieces Swift back there. Yeah, they really do. They really do. We'll see. I agree with you. Yeah. Let's jump into the second round, guys. And we don't have to talk about every single one of these, but I'm going to list them all first and tell me what you think uh, in general, because there's actually some pretty interesting landing spots here too. Right. So the, the big news was Green Bay didn't take a, a wide receiver in the first round to replace Devontae Adams. They're stuck with Alan Lazard as their number one currently. Um, but they immediately jump on Christian Watson, a kid out of North Dakota, um, early in the second round. They actually moved up to take him. You had the Giants going with Wandale Robinson. John Mechie from Alabama went to Houston. George Pickens goes to Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett. 
Alec Pierce goes to the Colts with Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman now, and Sky Moore goes to Kansas City in what may be an attempt to replace the speed of Tyreek Hill. What do you what do you think about these guys? I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, are you upset that you don't? I mean, I guess he's always upset when they never draft a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, I know this guy was a combine stud, but it's still it, you're playing at North Dakota State. Uh, it's not like he was blown away in North Dakota State. I, I don't think he ever topped more than 850 yards in a season, but still, um, you definitely had to. You had to get a wide receiver at this point, otherwise, your 50 million dollar man of Aaron Rodgers is just gonna. COVID toes himself out of the lineup. I don't know what. <laughs> um, so you talk about pressure. He's, as you said, you can't have Alan Lazard being your number one. So does this mean Christian Watson is your number one? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess think he it has does, to be. dude. So I think it does. You talk about pressure. Yeah, it's going to be on this guy. And I don't know. It, it was kind that of that is until the Packers, me. until the Packers go out and get Debo. Once they get Debo, it'll be a little different. <laughs> That would be something. Jeez. But so, yeah, yeah, I I I do think I agree, like this guy's kind of an unknown. They seem to love him. I just I know I know Rogers is weighing in on everything the Packers do right now. Oh, yeah. Including he's the like trade the LeBron Devontae, right which, now. Yeah, he's basically running the team. So like he obviously I know he didn't want to lose Devontae because it's like his best friend. So like he was obviously butthurt about that. But then for them to pick two defenders in the first round, you know he was thinking, that's okay, that's okay. I I'll go with it. I got another guy in mind, and he must really like this guy. I think Rodgers had something to do with it. He must really like this guy because, and I don't know if it's like I don't want some diva first round receivers coming in here, you know, acting like they're all that. I'd rather have some guy who's had to work for it. You may have also thought I don't want some guy from some major wide receiver university, you know, like Alabama or somewhere. I don't want that Ohio State. I don't want that guy here. I'm gonna take this North Dakota guy who's got a chip on his shoulder. Like there must be something about him that they liked. But oh man. It's a big question mark. And I think the guy, people mark. love his talent. But this is like, if he didn't have over 850 yards in receiving a season, I didn't know that. But that's the second time now the NFL has just decided to give these North Dakota kids a, a total pass. Because Trey Lance well, is the same way. But like one game and they're like, all right, you're going to be a starter in a year. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't I mean, get it. Those guys get it better pan out. The, the Bison of North Dakota State are legit powerhouses. I mean, how many national titles have they won in the past? They're a freaking years? dynasty. I say but like seven or eight. I know. I, I know. I'm just saying. They're they're a very good team, but yes, it's not you're not top. listen, has Carson Wentz uh, not taught us anything? You know, Carson Wentz was there. Uh, he, he was, was a, he won three titles MVP. or something, right? He was an almost MVP. Yeah, and he's on his third team in three years now. <laughs> uh so yeah, I, I mean no, I don't I, I don't trust know. Trust me, I completely I'm a little worried, you. but it is a big question mark. Um I guess maybe you could you know, I didn't even think about the fact that you're saying that didn't want any big personalities, so Aaron can basically say I, mean, like, I don't know that. I don't know if that's total I speculation. I, I didn't but, think about that. And, but you're right. He is pulling some strings behind the scenes that, you know, we obviously don't see, but so that, that's an interesting point. Maybe. Um, so quickly, what do you think about some of these other wide receivers where they're going? What do you, tell me about, what do so, you think about George Pickens? George Pickens is a stud. I watched this dude at Georgia for several right. years. He was injured. He was injured the first half this past year, but this is a good receiver, man. And, and there's been a lot said about this, but the Steelers, they crush it when it comes to drafting receivers. They really they do. do. They've done an awesome job of finding the right guy, either for their system or just in general. Now, they've got a crowded room right now because they still have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. So I don't know that Pickens is going to have a lot of work this year, but I think next year when one of those guys has probably got to go, I think Pickens will be totally serviceable. So I think it'd be good. Uh, of this class, I'm very intrigued by Sky Moore. I don't know what to expect out of him. 
That's just with a great the name. They got Ju- I like that. They got Juju. Skymore is a great name. They got Juju in Kansas City, but they got rid of obviously Tyreek. Uh, they got rid of Demarcus Robinson. I don't even know if Byron Pringle's back. I mean, Miko Hardman is not going to happen. So, really interesting to see if Sky Moore is a thing. I think Alec Pierce would be a really nice number two with the Colts as well for Michael Pittman. Going, going back to Sky Moore, why is Western Michigan like a wide receiver haven? Like, <laughs> Corey Davis, Corey Davis, Sky Moore, let's go. Like, why? But hey, I don't know. So, oh, well, random schools just the end up that way. They're not rowing the boat anymore. That's Minnesota. So, I don't know what their tagline is yes. anymore. Those Broncos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Wandale Robinson, and I was very head scratchy about because they've got so many receivers, okay. including first round pick last year, Kadarius Tony, who I think is a stud. He couldn't stay healthy, but he's a you stud. Love Tony, and I do love Tony and Sterling Shepard. I also love. Also can't stay healthy, and maybe that's why they <laughs> draft the guy because they're like, no one we have can stay healthy. I don't know, but I don't. I don't know what to expect out of him. I think John Mechie's a really good player too. Uh, and Houston, you pair him with Brandon Cooks, could be really interesting with your boy General Mills. Joe. Joe Montana. Joe Montana Joe Jr. Montana yeah. Bills. So I don't know. I don't know if you have a ton of fantasy implication in this round other than Christian Watson, who I'm very interested to see. Right. Uh, but see. I think you'll see some solid numbers out of Pierce, Moore, and and Mechie this year. Okay. And then there are a couple of third round guys too. Uh, people are talking about Jalen Tolbert, who got drafted by Dallas. They're like, oh, he's going to replace Amari Cooper. I'm just like, uh, no, no, no he's not. He's <laughs> Let me not just stop you there. <laughs> no, he is not. Uh, they've got Michael Gallup coming back. He got healthy at the end of last year. They obviously felt good enough about they Gallup being their number big. two. They, they felt good enough about him being number two behind my boy, C.D. Lamb, who was going to <laughs> be far and away their number one. They got Dalton Schultz there. It was a great tight end for them. So, that no, Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, you are not replacing he, He'll be like Cedric anything. Wilson last year or something. You know, he'll yes. be like a decent player, but I don't expect much there. Uh, and then David Bell going to Cleveland. So they actually do have Amari Cooper in Cleveland. He's, I think he's got a <laughs> shot to be their number two. David Bell is a freaking stud. Okay. You I said this about Rondell Moore. Purdue. You just I'm a Purdue homer. Purdue. I know I get it. I get it. I get but it. I, I do because I, because I root for Purdue, I watch most of their games. Right, you so you get him. to see these guys a lot more. David Bell is a freaking stud. He put up like three touchdowns and 200 yards against Iowa in that game when Iowa was number two in the country and Purdue yep. beat them. He was unguardable. You know, so he's he's a really good receiver. I'm a little surprised he went in the third, but I think he could be okay if if they can support two receivers in Cleveland. David Bell could sneak up and surprise you. David Bell, just so you just stick to your Purdue yeah, name on the radar. Cool. These, I think all these guys in the second and third round are complete flyers at the end of your draft. You don't oh, have to worry yeah. about them other than Christian Watson. Christian Watson will get overdrafted. Because people will yes. think he's going to replicate Devontae Adams. Everybody else will go undrafted unless you want them at the end of your bench. Yes, very true. Uh, what do you think? Should we touch upon the QBs a little bit? I know that wasn't a big quarterback class whatsoever this year, but I figure it's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Kenny Pickett. I think he'll get some playing time this year. I think he'll end up being the starter. I think he'll be middle of the road, uh, you know, probably so, 20 to 30 in that range quarterback-wise. With Kenny Pickett, so obviously – Pittsburgh never drafted a quarterback for the past 15 years just because of Ben Roethlisberger. So is this finally their attempt to say, okay, we're getting a, this is our franchise guy. And what does that tip? But if you're Mitch Trubisky, what does that say to you? Well, who cares what it says to Mitch Trubisky? I don't think the Pittsburgh cares what it says to Mitch. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> should not be in the NFL. So like, I don't think anyone cares about <laughs> wow. his feelings or should his not be level. in the NFL. Are you just saying that? Yeah, Cause he's, he's a UNC guy. Well, partially, but he's, he's garbage. He's a garbage quarterback. No, I think um, 
I actually am a pretty big believer in Kenny Pickett, although I'm still pretty salty about salty. him with his fake I slide in the AC Championship. It's total bullshit. But I think Kenny Pickett is a legit stud quarterback. He's more he's a pocket passer. Uh, he's got some wheels, but he's mostly a pocket passer. Uh, he's gonna, yeah. I think he, they say he has small hands. I don't know. What <laughs> we'll do I see. Do with my hands, what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that really matters. I think it they way over index garbage. on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that I think the kid is the quarterback of the future for Pittsburgh. Personally, I think he is. Okay. Funny side notes. Obviously, talking about Kenny picking in his small hands, but watching the draft when uh, what was the center from Iowa? Is it Taylor Lindenbaum? Was that his? Was his first name Taylor? Anyway, Jesus, he goes to the Ravens. Everyone's, so he's very high like oh this is a steal for the ravens he would have gone sooner had he not had such short arms and so it's just like <laughs> the way they describe these people it make him seem like he's a t-rex out there it's like you think it's freaking barnum and bailey yeah this is like pt barnum circus over here like oh they brought yeah. the bearded lady in if she didn't have that beard old, she would have been a, a old ten. short arms over there old just... short arm center <laughs> I mean, these guys are arms like, you know, sorry, it's 34 inches instead of like so 36 inches. Like, who the hell cares? Yeah. 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 I'm with sorry, you. I agree. So, I yes, that's my thought on Pickett. We mentioned him earlier. Desmond Ritter goes to Atlanta to back up Mariota and eventually maybe take that over. Malik Willis fell to the Yo Titans boy. in the third round, which I'm I'm actually kind of excited about. And then Matt you Carell be. That's it. I fell feel to like Carolina. I feel like Malik Willis coming to you guys is a steal for you because let's be honest, Tannehill I think it's maybe a freaking has steal. two more years, maybe. And uh, he has one more year of big money that we have to worry about. So he's not nothing's going to happen this year, but next year I think they can part ways and not lose not lose their asses. And dude, I like Malik Willis. He needs right? a little bit of development anyway. Although Tannehill's not going to help him apparently. I do think he <laughs> does like, need some development. It's not my it's not my job to mentor him. If he learns Screw something, you, from Tannehill. Me, that's great. Screw <laughs> you. Get the hell out of here. Uh, he's just pulling attitude. the Brett Favre, man. Just pulling the Brett Favre. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. Aaron Rodgers. It'd be great if he if he Love. were Brett Favre, that would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> or if he were Aaron Rodgers, that'd be great. He's neither Kemper, of those guys. Not even. It's close. not his job. He's in a dark place. It's not his job. Okay. He should it's be in a dark job. place. I watched his ass choke away a playoff game. I don't need to hear that, Tannehill. What? You, just real quick, we're not going to spend much time on him. But what do you think about Matt Cor- Corral? Or is it Cor- It's Corral. Matt Corral. Corral. Yeah. I, uh, first of all, Matt I just kind of like anybody. I just like anybody associated with Lane Kiffin just because Lane Kiffin is just hilarious yeah. to me. So the fact He's that he was just a gunslinger for, for old Lane train, yes. I love it. So, yeah. and it's just, once again, Sam Darnold, I mean, he, garbage. We talk about uh, medical bills. This dude's psychotherapy bills are just going to be through the roof. The dude just cannot <laughs> catch any breaks in terms of uh, confidence in him. My God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sam Darnold. Sorry, buddy. Um, again, we don't pity him, though. We talked about this last last time on the podcast oh, no. several episodes ago. We don't pity him. He's making majillions of dollars. Majillions of dollars. So I don't at but all. It's just I, wow. I think Matt Corral's a stud, man. I watched I like several him. SEC games again, watching SEC down here in the it's South. Fun to watch. The guy is a he's a player, man. He's a gamer. He was a, he was one of the guys where it was like, oh, is he going to play the bowl game? And he was like, hell yeah, I'm Heck playing yeah, the bowl game. This is my team. Now, Didn't he, get hurt? he got hurt in the bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did like break his ankle or something. So like that, like, that was not good. But um, he just screwed it over. Now gamer. everyone's going to opt out. Damn it. Yeah. He did get hurt. But no, he's he's a gamer. Uh, he's a gunslinger. Like you said, again, I don't know if this guy's like a long term NFL star, but he in a weird way, he kind of comps out to Dak Prescott for me. And he didn't have quite the success that Dak did, you know, who took Mississippi State to like number two in the country. But Corral was Corral was really good. So he could be interesting. Mm. 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get some yeah. he'll get some playing time this year. I don't know if he'll take over the starting job or not. I don't know what's going to just be seeing some ghosts and it's time for Ghostbuster Oh, yeah. he could be the Ghostbuster. Oh my gosh. That could be his nickname. The Ghostbuster. Matt Ghostbuster. If you want to find out real quick how to not get along with your coworkers, that's a good way to do it. I will now refer to him as Vankman. There it is. He's Vankman. Okay. All right. Last thing we want to touch on here. There are a few running backs that are at least worth mentioning. We'll see if any of them have any kind of an impact. Running backs. God, the, the, the running back class this year was not great, but also like because there's only one per team that really do anything, it's just hard for somebody to really jump in and make an impact. But the big name we mentioned already was Brees Hall going to the Jets. Uh, I think he'll immediately take over as the starter. I think Michael Carter would get relegated so? to like a third down roll. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think he's more of a thumper. And I think Michael Carter's just smaller for he's not an every down back. Again, it's the so UNC I really think, hate. I think it's just the UNC. No, hate. I actually I really like Michael Carter. Uh, and I really like Javante Williams. So I think those guys are studs, but um, I don't like Sam Howell. Don't get me started on him. But Brees, <laughs> Wait, I think Brees Hall to the Jets I'll play. So you're talking about Javante Williams. Real quick, what do you think about the Broncos bringing back Melvin Gordon for one year? I had a feeling they would, and it's annoying as a free Javante Williams kind of person. But you know hey, what? They both were, they were, they're both playable. They are. But throwback to our conversation with old Dan and his dynasty. Let's hope he did not keep Javante Williams then. And he ended up going with Josh Allen. Well, uh, I didn't tell him. To, to, I told him to go with George Kittle instead of Josh Allen. Cause he was going to keep, what was it? Joe Mixon. I think it was Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill. And then it was Josh Allen and George Kittle. Well, wasn't I think Javante Williams he in had, the conversation. He did have Javante, but he only could keep three. And I think we said, okay. see what they do with, with Gordon. You know? I was on Josh Allen. You were on Kittle. That's right. I was. And I stand by that. I stand by that. <laughs> stand Although by Josh that. Allen was, a, was, was like, as soon as I said that, Josh Allen threw like seven touchdowns against the Chiefs. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But uh, I still think, I think just strategy-wise, that Kittle will be the right play. But anyway, um, yeah, so rest. I think Brees Hall, I do think Brees Hall will be the starter for the Jets. So I think he's going to be fantasy uh, relevant. relevant. Um, I think he'll cede some work to Michael Carter, obviously. I think they could use him tandem. They'll cut into each other or whatever. But I think Brees Hall is more prototypical starting running back. Okay. That's fair. Really interesting pick. Uh, we have some history with this guy, Kenneth Walker going to Seattle. I thought it was a is little, he... a little shocking because yeah. of what Rashad Penny did at the end of last year. And you've got Chris Carson, but truthfully, Chris Penny's Carson never stayed healthy no and Chris Carson might have to retire. So like, I, I don't know if he's going to well, ever come back. So it's actually Kenneth not that Walker... bad. Pick. No, it's not at all. And it's Kenneth Walker, the new Rashad Penny in the sense that, you know, he's kind of, he's going to be behind the quote unquote starter, but maybe he could step in and then take over or he'll show flashes for a game and then disappear. Like he's the new Rashad Penny. So Rashad Penny is going to be the guy, you know, the game that's like, all right, you had a good tryout at the end of last season. We're going to give you this one year deal. We're bringing you back. It's yours now. I mean, Kenneth Walker is the new Rashad Penny. Am I, is this wrong? I personally think so. First off, I said this at the end of last year. I, Call me like it's, I don't know anything that anybody else doesn't know. I don't think Chris Carson's coming back. I think he's done. I think he has to retire from the NFL. I think he's done. So if that happens, you've got Penny and you have Walker. I am I am a big proponent of stashing Walker this year because oh, yeah. number one, I got to see him up close and personal at Wake Forest. I thought he was a great running back, and then of course the heartbreak of watching him go to Michigan State and absolutely light the world on fire. I think Walker is a really good runner. Um. One of the stats that Mike Clay at ESPN uses to rank out running backs coming from college is uh, breaking tackles. And yes. Kenneth Walker had like 
something crazy, like 75 or 80 broken tackles at Michigan State. It's a crazy <laughs> amount of broken tackles. That's a really good indicator for the NFL. And he's typically a one-cut guy, which is good. He can dance around a little bit in the backfield, so they're going to have to make sure they get him You know, from a vision standpoint, just take your cut and go. But he's got good speed. He's got pretty good hands. He didn't have to catch that many balls in college, so it's hard to know for sure if he's going to be a three-down guy or not. But I think he's really interesting as a stash, and I hope they don't get. I hope he doesn't get like overhyped. Yeah, preseason. Okay, I mean Seattle's just going to be an interesting team to watch in general to see how they move on from Russell. So, yeah, Kenneth, that's true. You may not want any running back in Seattle because they may they may be such an atrocious offense. Who knows? And honestly, DK Metcalf could also go to Green Bay. So there's no telling. Please don't. Yeah, can you imagine? Ugh. All right, there's two other running backs I want to at least touch on. Uh, James Cook, who is Dalvin Cook's brother, Dalvin. went to uh, Buffalo. He's a smaller guy, so doesn't have the same prototypical running back size that Dalvin had. Smaller guy, appears to be a third down guy initially, at least. Um, but a lot of he's going to get a lot of buzz and a lot of hype just because he's freaking Dalvin Cook's brother. And I get that. Um, I don't uh, I don't know if it'd be that relevant fantasy-wise. but Well, you're going to be behind name. Singletary and Moss. I mean, that's the frustration. You're going to hear a lot. Of, so, true. And I think I think it is Singletary's job right now because of the way they ended the season. Um, yeah. But Singletary is not he's not like uh, an all pro running back either. He's no, a, I think he's a good he's runner, not. but he's not a name that's too big to to pass. So I think you're going to see a lot of people in drafts this fall taking James Cook and being like, I've got to steal <laughs> the draft in the 15th round. I took James right. Cook, wait and see what he does. And he may just never be the right size to truly make a difference. I don't know. And then um, Tyler Algier from BYU went to the Falcons. So this was pretty interesting too um, because they let Mike Davis go right after the draft. Wow. And so yeah. you've got Cordero Patterson back who was their de facto running back last year. Um, <laughs> but Algier is a big dude, uh, similar size to Mike Davis. Like he could, he could have an impact pretty quickly. And it, certainly if Patterson gets hurt. Falcons, man, just going all in on offense. Watch out. All in, Watch Falcons. Lighting, this is like a fifth round world pick, so fire. it wasn't, like, uh, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't all in. This, this was fifth round. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's this is Amari this is Cooper trade territory. This is, uh, <laughs> this is not like a first rounder. True. So, I don't know. Just some names, some names to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it was a weird draft. Again, just I feel like it's whenever there's a draft where we don't have the big name quarterbacks or even running backs for that matter. It's just kind of weird how it just shakes out. It doesn't get as much buzz. doesn't get as much notoriety. Um, when a guy like Cole strange gets picked in the first round when he should have been a third rounder. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do you feel about the Patriots? Not, not great about their drafts. Not great at all. I mean, I'm coming around to Cole strange a little bit, but just some of the other moves, I was like, what are we doing? The best was, uh, did you see, um, this was on Twitter. They were interviewing uh, Sean McVay and the Rams GM. Uh, They're doing a live interview while the first round was going on because we all know they don't have any first rounders for the next 30 years. So um, the Patriots pick Cole Strange and you just see McVay go like this. Cole Strange just went off the board. (laughs) Like he just started laughing. (laughs) And so he's like, you probably had him on his board for the third round. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I feel bad. We wasted all this time watching him for a pick at 104. Um, and so then the GM tried to like reel it back a little bit, like, no, you know, Cole Strange got one of the quickest first steps, blah, blah, blah. You can see it in an offense. Like, oh, so yeah, trying yeah. to like yeah. say McVay, like, dude, yeah. you can't do that. Um, it's like, he like Cole Strange being like so excited that he got drafted in the first round is like the day of his life. And everyone's immediately <laughs> laughing and crapping on him. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That sucks for yeah. him. 
That does suck. But hey, there's one of their. Uh, I am coming around. I'll tell he's you. gonna be a D one starter, day one starter. Okay. All right. Great. Well, then there you go. Great. You should feel great. really good about that. Uh, <laughs> there's one other running back name that I forgot to mention that is at least worth mentioning. Is Isaiah Spiller, who was a Texas A&M. He was like a total stud at Texas A&M. Uh, I think he was probably the SEC's first team uh, running back, first or second team running back. Um, he went to the Chargers, who obviously have Eckler, who's a, a freak. But uh, Eckler does get banged up too and mm-hmm. could miss a couple of games. And Spiller, I think, is better than pedigree-wise and talent-wise than any of the backups they have there. So could be a name worth mentioning if you want a handcuff or if you want like a super late-round flyer. Um, I think he really he could be decent. And could have a decent opportunity, if, especially if something happens to Eckler. I wish he was related to CJ Spiller. That would be a throwback. I know, right? Should CJ be. was a bust. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Big he was. Bust. <laughs> All right. Draft in the books. Now, hey, man, just so you know, the draft next year is here in Detroit. Uh, yeah, in 2023. You should come on, man. We should just go. I feel like that'd be fun. Dude, I'm up for that. I went to the one when it was here in Nashville. It was badass. Yeah, he was outside on Broadway. It was awesome. Yeah, we might get stabbed, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. We could wear our uh, FITC hats. Yeah, people know what's up. People know that. Like, oh, crap. Here they are. Live cast. Oh, we should do it live. I don't think we had the technological capability yet, but we'll think about it. We'll get there, folks. Or the yeah, or the budget. Yeah, Oh, we're getting there. (laughs) Our uh, production value is going to go through the roof, people. You just wait. True, true story, true story. Yes. Well, hey man, it was great to get back in the uh, the driver's seat here with you. Again, shook off a little bit of rust, brush off the dust, get back into it. I love the folding the cheese seat again. Let's do this. uh, Let's do it again, huh? The the cheese seat. The The cheese seat seat was warm. It was nice and warm for me when I got in here. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean your dog was just sitting on it for too long? Or I don't know. It's kind of gross. It was kind of (laughs) gross. Uh, well, all right, man. Well, great uh, recapping the draft. It'll be interesting. We'll uh, obviously we got a lot of time to come back and kind of recap the draft and fantasy implications as the season gets closer, as training camps start going and and preseason. We'll be giving you guys kind of all previews of each division as the uh, the season card starts creeping up. It's May, folks. I mean, I know it seems like it's a long way away, but fall is going to be here anytime. It's going to creep up on us, so we'll keep you updated. We'll be giving you updates throughout. So stay tuned, and as always, keep folding that cheese. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Keep folding. Which diet is all carbs? Not keto. Keto's meat. Is there a Atkins, carb diet? Or is that that's no not carbs. There's <laughs> no, not an all carbs diet. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a getting fat. Buy a what box diet of is it that's all carbs? Uh, no. I think maybe that's why I'm just gaining weight. I'm just like, oh, I'm doing that all carb diet. It's a pasta diet. I'm doing the pasta only diet.